you are listening to The Current Daily, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Monday, July 6th. Welcome to week two of Summer Session 1. I hope everyone had a pleasant weekend and a nice July 4th holiday. Back to the grind. Did you complete your COVID-19 system screening questionnaire today? All IT services staff are encouraged to complete daily symptom screenings even if you're telecommuting. This is really important for a couple of reasons. First, many heroic staff from IT services do regularly report to campus or other work sites. If you start developing symptoms a day or two after visiting campus, the health authorities need that information so they can make a decision on contact tracing for people you may have encountered while at work. And even if you never go on site, submitting your data helps overall efforts to identify disease spread among the UC San Diego community. You'll likely find this of great personal benefit to you and your family due to the expedited access to testing and advice that you'll receive from UC San Diego Health. If you haven't already, you'll need to register for daily symptom screening. After registering, you'll receive daily email reminders to go online and complete the questionnaire. The daily questionnaire takes less than 30 seconds to fill out. We've got information right on the homepage of The Current to get you started. And now on to something a bit lighter. In fact, a whole lot lighter. Part of the reason we put on The Current Daily is to help us stay connected as we're scattered to the fourth winds during this time of telecommuting. Part of the way to do that is to profile some colleagues and their telecommuting experience. We've got a fun one today. David Carlos got in touch with Gail Schlentz to check in. Here's what you need to know by way of preface. Gail lives on a farm. An actual, live, working farm. With animals. A smarter host than me would come up with countless jokes equating working alongside livestock to whomever you may be telecommuting with. But for now, let's just go to David and Gail. Hello, everyone. Um, this is David Carlos, and today we are talking to Gail Slens, who works for ITS. Good morning, Gail. So glad you could join us. Hi, thank you for having me, David. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. You have a very unique story to tell us, and I thought that it would be great for everybody in ITS to just get a little sense of of, of, of you, your life, and, and what's going on. So really do appreciate you being on here. So tell us about how has your time been here at UCSD? Oh, it's been great. You know, I started here in 07, right after the big fire, and the, the week after, and I've been working on basically one project most of that time, which finally, you know, I had a bunch of enhancements added to it over the years, and now it's been sunsetted. I got transitioned onto the student team at some point through all those reorgs that we've done. And so I'm learning the student apps, and we're gearing up now for the big ESR transition, so that's going to be exciting. Most recently, I've been able to do some um, growth opportunities. I did that leadership learning program, like you know, and um, I've also a few years ago joined the Faculty and Staff Christian Association, and I've been um, facilitating a Bible study when we were in the office. So that ended in March for now. So that's what I've been doing. Awesome. So it sounds like you've been really going above and beyond what's just your job, like really getting involved in the community. 
I have been, and I, I wish I could say I always was. The LLP program really changed my thinking from do task A and then do task B and just do whatever I'm told and get it done. And that's fine. A lot of people work like that and it's great, but I really have a new picture now of how am I helping ITS? How am I helping UC? You know, the big picture, um, a lot more than just being a you know part of the assembly line. You re- you really seen uh, a bigger contribution that you you can make. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, what's one thing that's been surprisingly positive about this transition to remote work? First, I just want to say my heart goes out to people that don't have a positive experience with this because there's a lot bad out there, and I'm I don't want to diminish that in any way. For me, it's been completely positive. What's surprisingly positive about it is that I've really seen our organization embracing remote work in such a different way than it was before. A lot of us work remote a couple days a week on on my team, and it's just a different thing now. It's, as you know, we discussed in the podcast recently about the five levels of remote work, and I think Vince even touched on it recently in a podcast. I'm just seeing people really get comfortable with working from home remotely and just doing it differently. I'm comfortable with it too. I just think it's a really great thing we're all going through in this way and that we're all growing in our in our work relationships and in how we do our work. When we start facing adversity, we touch into some power that we don't normally think that we have, right? Exactly. Yeah, yes. that's... That is so true. What's your typical day like when you are working from home? I still set my alarm. I get up that's at good. about five. <laughs> Not as early as when I had to go into the office. We split the difference. I get up at 5.15, let the dog out because first things first. I spend about an hour reading my Bible, reading scripture, and then I start work at 6.30, and I go till 3, sometimes later, because, you know, when we work at home, sometimes we forget to stop working. The last couple of months, I've had interesting lunch breaks, which consist of bottle feeding a baby goat whose mama rejected her at birth, and that was in early April. And uh, most recently, I get to go out and check on our brand new litter of pigs that were born uh, Father's Day morning. So wow. my, day is, my day is full of work, but it's also full of some really fun diversions. So it's, it's really different than uh, coming into the office all the time where, or you don't get to have that break of, of feeding a baby goat. Like how often do you have to go <laughs> feed a baby goat? <laughs> I've never fed a baby goat in the office. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't fit in the car, right? Oh, oh, he would. He would. Oh, it, he was born half the size of his twin brother, so we named him Dinky. But now um, he's really not Dinky anymore. He's he's been well fed, let's say. So, do you have any other animals? Yes, we have baby goats, the goats, the pigs, chickens, and turkeys. And also, with all of that, of course, we have barn cats. So we have a lot of cats. The most recent babies are kittens. So we've got kitten management going on right now. Are you are you going to start opening a petting zoo soon? Not a bad idea. I mean, honestly, and I tell everybody, and I hope they really take it to heart, you guys are welcome to come up and just take the tour anytime. We'll let you pet and hold whoever you want to pet and hold. How, how much does a baby goat eat? When he was first born, he was eating about a quarter gallon of milk a day. Now, he, he switched pretty quickly to hay and grain, but he's still getting one bottle a day. It's about a 20-ounce bottle. But at one point when he was mostly on milk, he was drinking probably three-quarters of a gallon of milk every day. That's a lot of milk. It really is. <laughs> and it, he's showing it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't have children, but I could imagine that would probably be like be a bunch of children going through that much milk all uh, one day. Yeah, my husband <laughs> keeps wondering why is there no more milk? Because <laughs> the goat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when you're not feeding animals or taking care of animals, uh, you're not working. What what other things have you been doing since the pandemic started? Oh, there's really not a lot of time <laughs> that's not working here or working in the farm chores. Um, you know, like I said, the goats and the pigs. Recently, people with chickens would understand this. We've had chickens for a while, and it's always fun to have new baby chicks. A couple months ago, we borrowed an incubator from a friend and incubated some of our turkey eggs and chicken eggs. We, it was our first time. We didn't do well. We got one turkey and one chicken out of that. But there's a sort of an addiction factor that comes with chickens. Um, so I now own an incubator and we'll be starting our own batch next weekend. So that's our another one of our big deals coming up. Besides that, there's a lot of weeding and just other maintenance that goes on around the farm that just there's never a lack of something to do outside. That sounds a little bit like when people tell me that they get their first tattoo and then all of a sudden they got to get more and more tattoos. It's a lot the same, I will tell you, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Some people refer to it as chicken math. Yeah, one plus one, I don't know, is that 30 now? (laughs) Something like that. All right, so for my final question, if you can have one superpower, what would it be? That is a great question. And honestly, I have to admit that it would be if I could slow down or speed up time, Uh, because there's a lot of things where I just want it to come today, like waiting for Christmas. I want 28 days of eggs in the incubator is a really long time to wait. And there's a lot of other things like the, the baby kittens, the baby goats. I just wish the time would slow down with them because they're so cute and lovable when they're young, but they are animals, you know, barnyard animals that don't stay cute and cuddly forever. And I know that's going to be real wish of mine coming up in January because my daughter is finally announced that she's going to have her own baby in January. So oh my gosh, congratulations. I'm really going to want a slow time. I want a time to really speed up to January and then slow down from there. So thank you. Thank you very much. I'm really yeah. excited about that. And when babies are so small, they're just so cute. You just want to keep them that way. Oh my gosh, how exciting. <laughs> well, great. I am so happy that you, you're able to join us and, and give us that great news. So happy for you and your, your family. Again, appreciate your time. Thanks for having a chat with us today. Thank you, David. I appreciate your time as well. Thanks for having me. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.